0: I like to cook on the Big Green Egg. Why? It's impressive and everything turns out great on the Big Green Egg. If you don't have one, you got to go to Wassey's Meat Market and get a Big Green Egg. They have the lowest prices in the country. They also have all the accessories. They even have a classroom set up to teach you all the basic techniques on the Big Green Egg and advanced techniques on the Big Green Egg. When you get the Big Green Egg from Wassey's Meat Market, there's a lifetime guarantee. So check them out. It's Wassey's Meat Market. Check them out on Instagram or just go to their website, Market. In Melbourne on Wickham Road. It's Wassie's Meat Market. You're
1: listening to Non Compliant America with JD Rucker. The show starts. Now. You really want to understand how good we have it here in the United States. You just have to look to people who aren't from the United States. You know, we often hear about, you know, these stories about how you know, all of the the immigrants and illegal immigrants, oh, they're they're all going to become Democrats. Well, first and foremost, that's totally not true. Yes, the majority of them do lean Democrat because of the fake policies that the Democrats espouse. You know, they, they offer free stuff. They go into these communities and they make promises. They never deliver. You know, they do things that seem to be pro-immigrant, even though they're really pro-illegal immigrant. And there's a huge difference. But they try to appeal to immigrants by saying that Republicans are racist, that conservatives are racist. But here's the thing. There is a growing, I believe, and I'm saying that anecdotally, but I believe it in my heart. There is a growing number of immigrants, such as myself, who realize that America is wonderful compared to everywhere else in the world, America is wonderful. I mean, there's a reason why people everywhere try to come here, legally or illegally. You know, you don't see a whole lot of Americans running off to Venezuela, you know, denouncing their citizenship and, and flying to Switzerland or Australia or Russia or North Korea, nations in Africa. That just doesn't happen. Okay, you don't see it happen very often, not not relative to the number of people who, who do the reverse. but you listen to the radical left and you you would think that the United States was just a an abysmal place where people are tortured, people are are dying, killed by their own government, where opportunity is so limited that only the rich can possibly, Hope to survive that everybody else is destined to starve in the streets if they didn't have, have the right last name or the right connections to people with the right last name. It's just not true. It's not true at all. It's the exact opposite compared to the rest of the world. Prosperity and opportunity are highest here in the United States. I don't care what study you read. There's studies that will say, oh, it's Sweden or, or New Zealand or wherever. Look, it's America. Okay. It just is. You know, they they specifically these studies, if you look deep into them, they invariably use criteria determined, you know, specifically to attack the United States and to try to disprove our superiority when it comes to rights, when it comes to opportunity, and when it comes to prosperity. And well, that's not to say that we don't have problems. We do. We have to solve problems with with uh destitution. We have to solve problems with homelessness. You know, our the way that we treat veterans here in the United States is abysmal. We have to deal with drug abuse. There's, there's plenty of poverty here, but again, relative to the rest of the world, we've got it pretty darn good. I look at myself, you know, my mother, I was born in the Philippines. My mother took me, met with my dad, who she met, he was in, in the Air Force, came to the United States. We all came to the United States to meet his family. They they accepted us even though we were immigrants. They were they were West Virginians. <laughs> Such things weren't weren't normal back then, but they accepted us. They took us in. I was very blessed. You know, we weren't we weren't wealthy, we weren't really middle class. But we had opportunity. My mother had opportunity that she just couldn't get in the Philippines. She ended up getting her master's degree, joining the United States Army, retiring as a captain in the United States Army. I've had my own opportunities, built businesses, things that I could not have done had we stayed in the Philippines. But this isn't about me. I want to turn to somebody who's actually, their story's much better, (laughs) much, much better. Um, Maximo Alvarez. CEO of Sunshine Gasoline, Cuban-American, came to the United States with his father, with his family, I believe, and his story, you know, I don't usually like to give away any airtime. Airtime is precious. I like to talk. All right. But I'm going to turn this over for the next uh, nine minutes and 46 seconds to uh, Maximo Alvarez, who was at the White House meeting with President Trump and had... A ten-minute speech that was nothing short of epic. I want you to listen to every word. Okay, you can ignore me. I'm easy to ignore. Don't ignore Maximo Alvarez because his message, not just about blessings and prosperity and opportunity and American exceptionalism and you know the problems with Cuba, but mainly listen to what he's saying. His his claim is something that I've never really heard. I'm not worded like this. He says he says that we already have socialism here in a, in a sense that we already have the the mechanisms through which to keep people safe to keep them fed to keep them housed and he claims that what we're hearing called socialism by the radical left is actually communism and it's it's astounding how well he he verbalizes this so So let's take a listen to Maximo Alvarez, CEO of Sunshine Gasoline. And then I'll catch you on the other side.
2: Look at the people in this table. Look at our backgrounds. Just think that in 1961, as a 13-year-old, by myself, on my way to Spain, I wasn't even coming here. I arrived in this great country, and almost 60 years later, I'm sitting next to the President of the United States, talking about the American dream, the only country in the world, no other country in the world, that you can start a business from the trunk of your car. And within a very few years, with hard work, commitment, and all the core values that we learn from this very culture of ours. We can become very important to our future. We can become those people who make the next generation better than the one before. This is the only country, why do you think you had to close the borders? because everybody in the world wants to come over here. Nobody's ever forced to come over here. We come over here, in my case, because my parents chose that I would not be indoctrinated by the communist country, by the totalitarian country, by the totalitarian regime. They don't educate children. Absolutely not. And this is something that we need to understand. What is happening in our backyard today, I experienced as an 11 year old. I remember vividly all the promises that a guy named Castro gave and how 99% of the people swallow the pill. It took many years later after I read somebody named Saul Alinsky that I realized that all those people were nothing but useful idiots. I remember Castro while in the mountains being interviewed and asked if he was a communist. He went crazy. I dare you, he says. Católico, apostólico Romano. I'm a Roman Catholic. Educated by the Jesuits, he was. How dare you? We even have a priest in the mountains. We used to have priests in the mountains. I remember, I was the Marist brothers, Christopher Columbus here, for those of you know. And I remember the brothers, the Marist brothers, used to send young kids to the mountains because it was the second coming of our Lord. He was gonna save Cuba. I remember how he promised to the farmers, to the Guajiros, that you're gonna own the land. I remember all the promises that we hear today about free education and free healthcare, and free land, and my God, No freedom. But he never said that until after he was in power, got rid of all the police, got rid of all the military, been there for the last 60 years and counting. And he destroyed each and everyone who helped him. The Catholic Church. Everybody. And what do I know that? Because I happened to come to this country with the very last nine cloister nuns from Convento Santa Clara. Because he had taken over the convent, and I was on my way to Spain. I wasn't even coming here, because I was going to join my brother who my parents had already sent a few months before. Because he was in the age where the government will take him for indoctrination purposes. My dad who had experienced the same thing coming from Spain at the turn of the century, running away, not from socialism, communism. He knew better. I remember when he used to tell my mom, Fefa, this SOB is a communist. My mother says, look, how can you say that? He's Catholic. Look, he's worse. He got rosary bits all over his neck. It just so happened that when I was in my way to Spain to meet my brother, I was going to go to the Maris brothers in La Coruña, España. Same brothers here at Christopher Columbus, by the way. My brother died. And I was kept in this country. Greatest blessing I ever had. But imagine what happened to mom and dad. One day, you lose both kids. This is a family who had never been involved in politics. My father came at age 18 from Spain, running from communists. By himself, never went back. After a long, long life of sacrifice, when he was about to enjoy the fruit of his labors, just like a president that is... Li- helping us today because he could have been just having a good time one of his many beautiful golf courses I know but yet he gave up enjoying the fruit of his labors to do this so did my dad that's why I love you exactly the same so when they're about to do that from one day to the next they end up in this country with the shirt that he was wearing on his back, and did a maximum, I've been here already four years. But thank God for Pedro Pan. Talking about socialism, Catholic Church, 14,000 kids who came like me in this country, without parents, and we were provided an opportunity. This is what makes our country great. They didn't give me free nothing. They gave me the opportunity. That is the most valuable thing in the world. Now, when I said they didn't give me any free, something please understand that at 13 years old, I had to be provided with a home. I had to be provided with food and an education. That is socialism. That's Americanism. That's the America that these people are trying to destroy today by using funny terms like socialism. They're not. They're communist. Don't ever forget that. I know our president understands that because he knows. He's been all over the world and you're surrounded with great people, very loyal people. We have our back. I remember the first time I gave Little speech about something like this. Tell him about I came from Cuba and blah blah blah. I remember this is around October 2016. I thought you were a little crazy for the sacrifice you were about to take, but I predicted that we we're going to elect you in November, and I was going to see you in the White House in January. Thank you very much. Uh, Because of the situations right now, I cannot give you a hug otherwise. Thank you very much. And I'm going to leave you with one last thing. Never forget about my dad, who only had a sixth grade education, but I think he was the greatest philosopher I ever met. He used to tell us how lucky he was because he was able to come from Spain to Cuba. And then he came from Cuba to the United States. And he saw me graduate from college, and that was the biggest prize he ever had. And he said, don't lose this place because you're not going to be as lucky as me. Because if you lose this place, you have no place to go. So with that, please keep that in mind. And please, people, explain that to our young people who are demonstrating out there. Don't be useful idiots. Please understand what's happening in our country, what happens to our parents. And see what is happening to America today.
1: I love how he refers to the young people protesting outside the, the Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all the all the social justice warriors, the cultural Marxists out there trying to to depict the United States as this evil empire that keeps the people down. He calls them useful idiots, Alas Solinsky, and he is absolutely correct and these guys they are useful idiots and and they just don't understand them. they don't know it they for the most part they don't realize that they are the foot soldiers in a revolution that the radical left is trying to start i'm talking about not just i'm not saying the radical left is in oh you know it's it's all the all the professors and and uh, mainstream media talking heads i'm talking about the the real players you know we always mention george soros but only because well, he's involved. He's always involved. Anytime you see stuff like this happening, his fingerprints are all over it. You know, but it's not just him. I mean, the the multiple communist—I uh, I don't want to call them sympathizers. They're they're really uh, communist um, promoters. These people that are pushing for a, a neo-communism, neo-Marxism here in the United States one that embraces open borders one that embraces complete dis- redistribution of wealth one that embraces essentially a deconstruction of the united states you know these people that are actually out there the tip of the spear tearing down statues and burning businesses and doing graffiti and uh, starting autonomous zones in seattle or whatever they're doing This is you know, these they're useful idiots they don't know and more importantly they don't know what they don't know they feel like they are you know anarcho communists trying to usher in a new era for themselves and and some of them feel like they're revolutionaries ready to take down the system but what they don't realize is that their usefulness ends once the revolution is complete if they ever have their way if the puppet masters behind them above them dangling them on their strings if they ever get their way with the united states one of two things are going to happen and neither of them are good for these useful idiots either the united states will be deconstructed and the quote-unquote utopia that they're able to form afterwards will be well it'll be like venezuela except much worse see it's worse we, we have an opportunity to be much worse than venezuela because we have, um, well, number one, we have more more mouths to feed, but perhaps more importantly, we don't have a, our stability, our financial stability is not based on you know the, the same tangibles that Venezuela had. Venezuela still has the uh, world's largest oil reserve. Okay, we're well, not oil reserve, I'm sorry, uh, largest oil uh, pumping capacity. They, they have more oil underneath Venezuela than, than anywhere. You know, we don't have that. We have we have lots of oil, but not nearly enough to sustain our economy. We don't have the gold. Uh, you know, worst kept secret in in uh, Kentucky is that Fort Knox doesn't have what they claim it has. You know, that's that's why Ron Paul and Rand Paul and all these people have tried to get in there. They can't. <laughs> they can't get in there. Of course they can't. It's a big secret. And I would say most world leaders are at the very least suspicious, but I digress. We would be worse off than Venezuela, but there's another reason we would be worse off than Venezuela is because of all the hatred against us. If we were to achieve this quote unquote utopia that they want, we will get attacked, (laughs) period. It will happen. China, North Korea, Russia, somebody, Iran even, they'll figure out ways to come and, and attack us. And because... We'll be in this new peaceful utopia. You know, probably won't have, we'll have our guns taken away. We'll have all these other, other rights lost. We'll lose our will to fight and we will lose our nation. And and sadly, that's the best case scenario. The other scenario, scenario number two, if they get their way is that we just don't make it. There is no rebuilding. They deconstruct the United States of America and then, as they're attempting to reconstruct it, the the mass chaos, the full-blown anarchy, the results from that, or even worse, the totalitarianism that would be forced through the military from the D.C., whoever's in charge at that point, you know, one way or the other, uh, we, we just won't make it. It will be, it will no longer, there won't be an America anymore. So both options, if the radical left gets their way, both options are bad, and they know it, okay? This isn't a, a big secret. The rest of the world, much of the rest of the world, I won't say all of it, but a whole large percentage of people around the world would love for the United States to simply no longer exist. They would love for for there to be the old power struggles. You know, America represents... Essentially, at this stage, we, we still represent the only superpower. People will say China is a superpower. I think they were on the verge of being a superpower. But they still had so many infrastructural problems, such, such horrible economic decisions made on, on the part of the Chinese Communist Party, and they were still essentially you know, 10 to 20 years behind the rest of the developed world. When it came to proper use of technology, when it came to even even healthcare and medicine. The only thing they had going for them was that they have, you know, enough people and enough resources to supply much of the rest of the world, including the United States. That's why we were pushing for a trade deal. Believe me, if they didn't hold the keys to the castle with so many important things, such as rare earths, such as pharmaceuticals, such as things that the rest of the world needs, most people wouldn't. Most countries wouldn't deal with them because they're they're the, not the Chinese people. But the Chinese Communist Party is made up of crooks. They are liars. They are they are generally just just horrible people. They are. Look at what they're doing to the Uyghurs. That's all you need to see, though. There's plenty more to see if you really want to look into it. What Maximo Alvarez told us just now is the message that we need to hear. It's the message that the left needs to hear. It's definitely a message that moderates, centrists, independents, whatever you want to call them, they definitely need to hear this because the people, I'm, I'm not worried about trying to convince the radical leftists. Okay. The people that are already, the, the, the ones that are tearing down statues, they're lost. Okay. They, it will take their own, coming to realizations perhaps later in life if they survive it could take you know a spiritual awakening maybe just just a a proper measure of jesus in their lives can can get them to change their ways but there's no logic involved they've already they've already gone beyond logic they live in a post-truth society they don't they don't believe in in uh, demonstrable truth they believe in personal truth this is That's a whole other discussion. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Look, we have to take advantage as conservatives, as patriots, as Americans. We have to take advantage of the very powerful messaging that comes from those who have immigrated to this nation from countries where they were not safe, where they were not free well, they didn't have the opportunities that we have here, such as Maximo Alvarez. Listen to this guy, spread his word around, spread this podcast. You know, this is uh, our first episode since officially joining the Freedom First Network. So I uh, greatly appreciate the opportunity to be one of now over a dozen shows at Freedom First. It's, uh, check it out, freedomfirstnetwork.com. We're very excited to get this rolling and to get this, uh, to turn this into something special. And so we're, this podcast is blessed to be a part of it. So spread it, spread the word, get this video, this audio of Mr. Alvarez, get it out to the people because that message is awesome and it needs to be heard by everyone. Especially those who may be in the center, who may be not so sure whether or not they they agree or disagree with the tenets of Black Lives Matter, you know. Maybe they they don't understand that there's really two variations of Black Lives Matter. There's the, the hashtag activists, as I like to call them, who are focused on systemic racism. Maybe they believe it. Maybe they don't, you know. Then there's the other aspect of it, the the cultural Marxists, the the neo-Marxists who are controlling the actual Black Lives Matter organization. And that has nothing to do with racism, but that's for another day, another topic. Get the word out. Share this stuff. Stay strong. Stay safe. God bless.
0: I like to cook on the big green egg. Why? It's impressive and everything turns out great on the big green egg. If you don't have one, you got to go to Wassey's Meat Market and get a big green egg. They have the lowest prices in the country. They also have all the accessories. They even have a classroom set up to teach you all the basic techniques on the big green egg and advanced techniques on the big green egg. When you get the big green egg from Wassey's Meat Market, there's a lifetime guarantee. So check them out. It's Wassey's Meat Market. Check them out on Instagram or just go to their website, Market com in Melbourne on Wickham Road it's wassie's meat market.